For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by co-host Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. You know, today's a special day. It is. It's <laughs> Sheldon's birthday, everybody. Yep. My birthday. Yep. <laughs> so let's wish everybody wish Sheldon a happy birthday. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Another another year around the sun. Um, honestly, it's as I get older, you know, uh, birthdays. I like to be around, you know, family and friends, you know, that type thing. So kind of hanging out, just, you know, being able to watch, uh, you know, people kind of like last night, you know, I went to dinner, had uh, my little cousins around. So, you know, yeah. good to see them watch, you know, watch them grow up and things like that. So it's like the little, little things now, like, no, I'm not doing all the big, I'm going to go out in the club or get a yeah. section and that stuff. Like, you know, those things don't, you know, they don't appeal to me no more. <laughs> Those were good memories, but they're memories. That's right. It's they are, yes, very much so memories. I yes. understand that for sure. Well, good. Well, uh, Duke is going to help celebrate your birthday by having Countdown to Craziness tonight. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, as we're taping this on Friday morning. Um, so, yeah, uh, uh, it's the first big public event for the team. Um, and uh, it's, it's, uh, uh, it, it's the, it's always the the celebration of the basketball season arriving, right? The first time people come into Cameron, uh, the players get introduced. Uh, it's a big production. Like tonight, I know, like they start the uh, the player introductions at eight o'clock, and then the scrimmage starts at eight thirty. So it's going to take thirty minutes to introduce the players. They get to come out and do a little dance and whatever. Like um, it's a big it's a big deal. It's their introduction to everybody. And I just wonder, like, how has that changed? Like. Uh, when you were a player, what was countdown like? Did you ever do anything at midnight? Was it always just the the, the early evening type thing that they that they do now? Yeah, so for me, it's completely different now um, than when I, when it was when I was in school. Um, it always fell on my birthday weekend, and it was always around parents uh, parents weekend. So you know, I had my parents come out there, and then. I uh, was able to do the game, but the game was early. It was kind of like an in the squad scrimmage. We did like maybe two quarters. I don't think we did a full game. I don't mm-hmm. think we did a full game. I think it was like two quarters, that type thing and everything. And, you know, blue versus white, obviously, um, with the colors. But they kind of just introduced us. We kind of step on the court, wave our hands. And you know, we didn't really speak and things like that. Now they got like intro songs and intro walks. Uh, I don't know if they're doing a dunk contest, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> different things going on, whatever, which is a lot different. I was like, oh, I wish we would did, you know, did something like that. Or, you know, we used to watch um, the highlights from uh, Kentucky. They used to do like the Midnight Madness and things like that. Like, oh, yeah, coach, can we do this? Can we please do, you know, do this, whatever, you know. And that never happened with us. And then, you know, we kind of felt like we kind of missed out a little bit. But now look yeah. at the guys now. He's like, man, they put on a show. You know, they got the music going. And it's, it's, it's a lot different. It's a lot different now. So <laughs> it is good. Yeah. And uh, 
I know his daughter, Debbie, is like she orchestrates the whole thing. Coach K's daughter, uh, Debbie, and she's still involved, even though he's, you know, not coaching anymore now. But uh, so she's kind of added to the the fun of it, the uh, the the show part of it. Right. And uh, uh, keep it up with uh, right, it's a big right. deal. They always have like a ton of like the big recruits come in tonight. Uh, this is a big time. I remember, you know, I've seen pictures this week on social media, people showing up like when Jason Tatum was here for a countdown and. Uh, uh, you know, Justice Winslow and those, those guys back in then. So, and I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was Grayson Allen, um, uh, his introduction, he came down, they jumped up on the scorers table or on the t- the media table where we sit and was dancing like for the, because the crazies are right behind us, you know? And uh, I mean, it was a big deal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think they've cut out the, the dunk contest. They don't the dunk and three points. They don't do anymore because uh, you know, worry about injuries right so i guess that's yeah i mean I, I, obviously yeah take care of people yeah, obviously. I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of that you got to play in consideration, especially you know when you're the coach and everything. Because you know when you're a kid, you're not really talking about you know injuries and things like that. You actually just want to have fun. I just know, like you know, coming from high school, watching these things on uh, TV that different colleges do. You know, you want to be a part of that. And then we try to do our own little kickoff for our high school thing as well. And you know, obviously, it's not the same. But you know, we did a dunk contest and a three point contest and things like that. But it's not the same. But as you get older, you kind of understand why, you know, coaches kind of saving you from yourself, you know, that type <laughs> thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Especially with, you know, when people have foot injuries and things like that. It seems like every year right. somebody, somebody's in a boot, right? Right now it's Derek Whitehead. And um, it's been kind of common the last couple of years, too. It so. has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. we'll see. Uh, that's one thing we'll watch for tonight is to see how, you know, Derek is he out there. Uh, able to do anything? Um, uh, is he still on the boot? Is he, you know, what what he's able to do? That's another thing we'll get a clue about uh, uh, his availability for the season opener, which is just like you know, a couple weeks away here. Now we're getting we're getting close uh, for that. So um, before we go any further, I want to remind everybody uh, about our sponsor, Bet Online. Uh, they've been a, a long supporter of the Believe in Duke podcast, and we appreciate them. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all betting, all football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as, as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. As we say that, some games have started in the NBA already. I don't want to talk about that real quick. Uh, Zion Williamson looks back. 25 points the other night, 11 out of 22 shooting, four steals, three assists, nine rebounds. He's stuffing the stat sheet like he did at Duke, man. Right, right. I mean, honestly, uh, coming into this uh, season, he saw the transformation of his body from when he sat out a year and everybody was talking about how much he gained weight and things like that over 
And then this year he looks, you know, trim. And obviously people don't say, oh, he maybe lost too much, whatever. I, I don't know the, the dynamics of his body, whatever. But he looks good from physically looking at him. Like he looks good. And what's even more important is he looks happy again. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, that's another thing. I mean, I guess two hundred forty million dollars to do that for you too, but you know, <laughs> but yeah, he looks happy. Like you know, he's out there playing, and and if you look at the roster. I mean, they got a nice squad. Like they can do some things in the West. I mean, they they put people on notice uh, the first game of the season how they did uh, Brooklyn Nets. And, yeah, you know, Brooklyn's going to be Brooklyn once they get you know get going, get rolling, and things like that. Right. But the fact that he came out there. He's feeling like he's bouncy again. He's still doing a lot of different things. Like he's being Zion and, you know, attacking the basket, you know, and you know, that, those type of things and everything. So it looks good, you know, having him. Then you got B.I. And then yeah. you got, you know, the, the veteran they got on the team now with C.J. Like right. they are adding a lot of pieces that make them a very serious contender in the West. So it's going to be interesting to see how hopefully they all can stay healthy and see how this chemistry bonds with this new team now that uh, that CJ's going to be with them for four years, right? And Zion is back with the team. I mean, that's a huge. That's two huge additions for the whole season they get. I mean, because Zion looked like the number one pick. There, he looked like the guy we saw at Duke. You know, the guy he played with Joy. You said again, bouncy. All the things you said are exactly right, and uh, it's just so good to see um, because. He's such a joy to, to watch play because he's so unique. And I've said that many times when I, you know, uh, when he came into Duke and the first time I saw him play in a scrimmage and all that, you know, I wondered, okay, what's the hype about, right? I mean, this guy's the number one. He wasn't even the number one recruit coming in. That was RJ Barrett that year. So, but I knew, okay, this guy's different. And then I saw him play and I saw he is different, man. This guy has athleticism uh, yeah. for his size. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, I hated to see him be hurt the last couple of years because I think he he just adds such a a unique uh, uh, talent level to the NBA and and that's obviously the NBA's greatest players in the world but he's somebody at his size with his athleticism and speed and be able to pass his court vision he just does everything and uh, and when he's playing with Joe I really think uh, he just really got down the last few years I mean the injuries can wear on you as you know I mean it's just um, it's it's hard to get past that stuff sometimes and. Boy, it's good to see him healthy again. And and yeah, so, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no kidding. I mean, it's great <laughs> to see him healthy. And then another former number one pick. I didn't get a chance to see the game, but I saw the highlights and the stats afterwards with Paulo. You know, yes. he had a he had a great. Uh, um, I think it was the first time since uh, I, I can't remember. They said LeBron that had like you no know, twenty seven five and five, whatever it was. Yes, um, he came out the game. You know, they unfortunately you know, they lost to uh, I believe it was Detroit. But the fact that he came out like that on his first, you know, opening game and everything, that was pretty cool and pretty nice to see. So hopefully uh, he continues to be, you know, what the number one pick is all about, you know, that type thing too. So it's going to be great to see, especially a lot of these younger um, Duke guys, especially how they're going to be in the system and everything. So I haven't had a chance to see uh, AJ. Uh, I watched a little bit of the uh, game when they played against uh, Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't get a chance to see a lot of AJ yet. So uh, that's another one I'm going to see, especially since he's been in my own backyard and everything. So exactly. I'll be watching him more, a lot more as well. Yeah, it's good to see him. You know, again, you talk about healthy. Like he, you know, he took him all year last year at Duke to get healthy again, and now he's now he seems to be there. And it's been it's been a while since he's had a, he hadn't had a full healthy season since like his sophomore year of high school. So yeah, right. He's somebody right. who could see like like be way better at the NBA than he was at the college level. I think that's, that's what they're looking for there. 
Right, um, right. You know, one other thing you talk about New Orleans being a, um, a contender in the West, which I think they're going to be. Boy, they're, I think everybody's chasing the Clippers. And who thought we'd say that, right? Everybody's chasing the Clippers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Kennard yeah. coming off the bench for them, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, Kawhi come off the bench now, which is it's still yeah. crazy to me because, like, it's been quiet all these years <laughs> and he's come off the bench and everything. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, it's still, it's still, in my eyes, Golden State. And then everybody else trying to chase after them uh, yes. until they get knocked off and everything. So I know all the noise that Phoenix has made in the recent years. I know if Clippers ever get completely healthy, because on paper, it's stacked on paper. But they got to stay healthy. Like, they haven't been able to stay, especially the main guys, stay healthy the whole time and everything. So it's going to be interesting to see because you got those teams. And, I mean, it's, it's a lot of good teams in the West. You got, you know, Dallas, um, Denver got, you know, Murray back. So it's going to be interesting to see how they got to do that, that dynamic, uh, dynamic duo, I guess. You got yeah. the young uh, guys out in Minnesota with the addition of Rudy Gobert. Like, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I can't wait to see how things fall off and everything. I mean, if, um, you know, fair out and everything. Yeah. But this is my little taste of it before we get to actually college basketball. So That's right. That's right. We're, off, we're a little too off on the tangent of the NBA, but there are a lot of Duke guys involved in all these things. So, um, right, clearly, right, yeah, right. that's what we want to talk about. And um, I have to say, I'm, I'm a little upset at the NBA schedule because tonight, uh, uh, the same night as Cat Night of Craziness is uh, the, the New Orleans Pelicans visit Charlotte. Um, it's the only time they come this year because they only come once to the, uh, the other side. And uh, so we're going to miss a chance to see Zion in person. That would have been nice to maybe pop down to show yeah, yeah. play. But that's the way it goes. Cat Down is more important for more important <laughs> you, uh, uh, for Duke basketball. Um, one thing that came out this week, the ACC uh, preseason media poll, which I took part in, uh, and uh, uh, the all, all preseason all ACC team, um, Carolina naturally as they show returning all those starters from last year's team dominated their their pick they're the pick to win the ACC uh, championship. Uh, Duke is picked second, uh, followed by Virginia and Miami. So I think that's a pretty good group there. Uh, and uh, of course, Armando Baycott's the preseason player of the year, which he should be. Derek Lively was uh, uh, the preseason pick for freshman of the year. And Jeremy Roach made the preseason all ACC first team, which I think is a, is a pretty good sign. I think people expect a lot of things from Jeremy this year. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, for me, I, I, like I said before in the past episodes as well, um, the way he came on late in the year last year, I'm just hoping that he actually stays on that same course, you know, start the year and everything, especially now he's in a new role as his leader of the team now and not just, you know, one of the guys on the team. So I'm hoping that that's the case because, like I said, the kid is um, very elusive. He's attacking the basket. He's able to uh, get anywhere he wants on the court. He's able to be that team player. We can get other people involved, be that facilitator. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, how he plays out and everything and how he's working it with, with the, the young kids too. So I, I, I love to see that he's getting recognition at early on and I'm hoping that uh, he, you know, he lives up to it and then surpasses it. For sure. Yeah. So the first team just to repeat is um, uh, Jordan, Jeremy Roach and, and Armando Baycott were Isaiah Wong from Miami, Caleb Love from Carolina, uh, Traquavian Smith from NC State, who, uh, you know, he went into the draft pool and uh, I was at the combine in Chicago with him and uh, he ended up coming back out and coming back to state for his sophomore year. So um, I expect big things from him. State's probably not going to have a great team again, but somebody's going to have to score and he, he can certainly put it in the bucket. So um, uh, from Duke, Derek Lively was uh, was named to the second team preseason all ACC. 
and also I thought this was interesting. Um, five different Duke freshmen got votes for preseason rookie of the year. Derek Lively obviously was far and away the winner. Derek Whitehead was second. And then uh, Therese Proctor was third. Mark Mitchell fourth. And then tied for fifth was uh, Kyle Filipowski. So all five of Duke's freshmen were like the top five vote getters in uh, preseason rookie of the year, which just tells us, you know, kind of what we already know. Like Duke always brings in the best freshmen. So people should know that, right? Right, right. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it speaks volumes of uh, John's uh, first class, you know. So like, you know, it's like very talented guys, very long, athletic, lengthy talented guys so it's gonna be interesting to see how um this whole new team looks because i mean on roster i'm like man this could be like 90s basketball team like you know all these uh tall guys and long lanky guys and everything too so it's gonna be interesting to see how he kind of does his lineup and kind of way his rotations throughout the year and everything too but i'm excited i mean you know i think john's gonna be great uh we already saw he's already two and oh you know uh <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, it's the same team against Wake Forest both times, but he's still <laughs> he's still two and zero right now. So it's going right. to be great to see how how this plays out and everything, especially with that first win when uh, I think Duke had lost the game and then they needed yes. a bounce back, and he went to I think I believe it was at Winston Salem. It was at Wake. Yep. 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 And then wind up uh, getting that win, and everybody kind of walked away with a, a kind of a, a swag, a bounce, and they step and everything. So it was very great to see how he was able to coming to a not so comfortable situation and was able to get the guys to believe in him and them and, you know, and him and them. And yeah. all of a sudden they just rally the guys and, you know, take off. And obviously that speaks volumes about what he's going to be able to do with this team in the future years at Duke. You know, you're exactly right. And I think as time goes on, we may look back to that week and say like, that was the beginning of John Shire's, you know, tenure. Well, if he yeah. has the success that yeah. everybody hopes he does uh, coming up here, because they were coming off a loss. They'd lost to Miami. The team had had that COVID break last year. And uh, then they came back. They played Georgia Tech. And then they were just kind of going through the motions. They weren't they hadn't practiced. Three days later, they, they played Miami at home and lost. And, and then Coach K got sick and uh, had to miss practice for a couple of days. And uh, uh, Shire had to run practice and then coach the game at Wake. And uh, Coach K wasn't on the trip, you know. So, um, that really showed us a lot about what he could do. That's like, okay, here you go. Now he did tell us the other night uh, that he goes, when I go out to coach the game against Jacksonville, when they open the season in a couple of weeks here, he goes, I won't be on the phone with coach K. Like right before I walk out there asking him stuff like <laughs> back then, that's what he was doing. <laughs> he goes, every I'm halftime, I'm checking in with him. I'm uh -huh. asking questions and texting. And uh, that won't be the case anymore. But anyway, so he did get a little dry run. That's right. We shouldn't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm it goes to show you uh, how much he's involved. He evolved as a as a coach as well, too. So, you know, obviously he has Coach K right there if he ever needs him. But he also got to figure things out on his own as well, too. So, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be times throughout the year where things may come up and he's like, you know, Coach, how did you handle this and that, whatever, which is great to have. I mean, every guy that has a good coach that, you know, that's next to him and everything that should have that access and that the avenue to be able to go back and forth you know, with that person and everything, especially somebody that you actually looked up to and, you know, that was your mentor, you know, that type thing. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, not too many uh, cases, you know, come up like that, wherever, but, you know, uh, it's great to see how John is actually trying to uh, involve and be his own coach and everything, kind of 
step outside the huge shadow that he has to step yes. out of, you know. Yes. <laughs> that being said, because it's already hard enough as it is with that by itself. It is. And boy, it will be strange tonight when at, at countdown when Coach K is not there. You know, he's not going to, he says he's not going to come to home games this year. He's, he wants to give John his own space. Um, so, I mean, tonight we're going to have mm. the craziness. Cameron, one? Like, that's not. what that's what he, he says. That, that's what he wants to do. So we'll see how that, I mean, I don't know. As it goes <laughs> on, you know, maybe they'll find a way to work it around it. But he, his intention is to give him that, all that space, which is good. Maybe they're trying to hide him way up top or something. like. I don't you know. know. I mean, that's, that's what he said. Like, where would I sit? Like Cameron, you know, there's nowhere to hide him. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you have a goat, a goat box up there or something. You know, like, this is for the I'm goat. sure Coach K had figured out a way where they – they kind of built a secret tunnel for him to go through and he'd yeah. be able to see yeah. and not be seen, you know, that type <laughs> thing. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> exactly right. Um, uh, yeah. So like with, with, with John calling him into practice, it's kind of like a, you know, break glass in case of emergency type thing, right? You don't want to like, you don't want to hit that button too often. Uh, but, or have, you know, see, John said he won't be, he won't hesitate if, something he needs help he might say hey can you come can you want to watch practice or watch this film of practice or whatever so he's got that he's got that resource but again i think he should be very judicious about how much he uses it because um you know if you bring him in too often to talk to the guys they're gonna start getting mixed messages you know what i'm saying so like right right yeah, right it'll just be something to monitor as the year goes on right i get uh, that i get that yeah for sure so anyway it's gonna be fun uh again the first exhibition game after this we have countdown Next exhibition game is uh, November 2nd. They play um, Fayetteville State. The team is going to have a closed scrimmage. You know, they do those now with Houston, down at Houston. So John's taking them on the road to get the experience of a of a road trip. And then right. they go play, you know, Houston's a top five team. Top ten, Duke's number seven in the first AP poll. Carolina's number one. Houston's up there. I think they're fourth. Uh, so, um That'll be a good trip coming up. Uh, that'll be the weekend before they have the uh, the uh, the exhibition with Fayetteville State, and then November seventh is when the opener against Jacksonville State. So, um, I did want to ask you real quick about those scrimmages. You guys always did um, like exhibition games, right? You guys used to play two exhibition games at Cameron. Before. Yeah, um, except for my except for my freshman year. My freshman year, we didn't do that because we went to London and. At the time, they had a rule where freshmen could not miss class. So we went to London uh, on a fall break, I believe. Mm -hmm. And um, say like we left out the class on Wednesday. We had Thursday, Friday, uh, and Saturday to play games over there in London. And we had to fly back and be in class, you know, Monday morning, you know, that type thing. So, (laughs) yeah, talking about jet lag and all that type stuff and everything. But we left on Sunday, we got back late Sunday night, and then we got to sit here and turn around and forget about the hour change and, you know, the time change, you know, 8 o'clock class, you got to be there. Otherwise, the whole team's up running at 5 o'clock in the morning the next day or whatever, so oh, <laughs> you can be that guy to make everybody else run. But that was, a, I think that was the only time we didn't have exhibition games, like, uh, well, exhibition where, you know, people coming to do. Yeah. Um, but it was kind of Coach, Coach K's uh, way of having, because we had a, a six of us in our class, so mm-hmm. it was half our team. Yeah. So it was kind of like, you know, trying to bring us up and age us a little bit more or faster than normal because we went to go play against professional teams over there in London. Yeah. And was able to do, I think it was like 
we probably played what five or six games in like three days. Like it, it was, it was right. crazy. Like we literally was going. Like, it was almost an NBA schedule, but we was playing like back to back, but the same day. You know, like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like like AAU. So, it's like a yeah, yeah stuff, like right? AAU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. exactly, exactly. But it, it was fun trip. But otherwise, I mean, other than it rained pretty much the whole time we were in London. But other than that, it was it was fun. At least they was able to speak English. So yeah, exactly. That, uh, yeah, and I know they did that a few years ago. Um, again, talking about Zion's team, Zion and RJ, when they were freshmen, they took that trip to Canada, and they played uh, they played three games over three days in in uh, Montreal and uh, uh, Toronto. And uh, so that is uh, you can do that once every four years. I think Duke's due to do to do one again, uh, but Shire didn't schedule one this year, so I'm sure they'll do one of those. Next year, I think about 10 years ago, they did one where they went like around the world. They went to China. It was when Duke was opening the, you know, the, the university they have over in China, that campus. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, they went there yeah. and played a couple games. Then they went to like um, Dubai. Dubai. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They went west to China, then to Dubai, and then came back to the U.S. from there. It was, it was literally around the world. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's some different stuff, man. So anyway, so these, I, I, I brought that up to say, these close scrimmages they do with like other division one teams, I think are really good. I think it gives them a, a really a, an idea of where they stand, you know, against a fellow top 10 team, right? I mean, it's good. They play Fayetteville state. They have a, they have a game in front of a crowd and all that, that, that has a purpose of course, but you're not playing this against the same level of competition. Right. So um, you know, like last year, the, the, the team did that against Villanova. They had a close scrimmage with Villanova and that was in DC so it was kind of on a neutral site. They came from Philly, Duke came from North Carolina, and they met in D.C. And it was a really uh, fun atmosphere, from what I understand, from the, the, the um, competition level. So this time it's going to be at Houston. So, again, there's not going to be a crowd there, but you know, you're going on the road playing a top team, so that'll, that'll be a good start for them. No, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I mean, uh, especially against teams that you may not play until maybe in March. Mm-hmm. So you might have a chance to be able to see a little bit about them you know, that type of thing. So I, I, I love the fact that uh, they're doing this a lot more now because uh, this wasn't really a case when I was in school. Um, right. Being be able to play against other teams and everything, uh, I would love to done that, you know, have done that. Um, but the fact that they didn't um, do that back then and that they're doing it now, I mean, I just I, I love how they're doing it. So, yeah, yeah. it's a good change. And yeah. I remember last year, uh, one more point on this, I was hoping Duke and Villanova would have played in the, in the they both played the final four, obviously, would have played in the championship game. Cause it would have been a very nice as a writer, the, the beginning and the end, you know, the full Alpha circle, Omega, full you know? circle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, it been, yeah. You know, alas. <laughs> yeah. Carolina and Kansas ruined it for everybody. So yeah, 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 yeah. And we've been <laughs> in full circle of, you know, coach K was able to go out on high note too. So right. But, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, onward <laughs> and upward we go. Um, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that'll take care of this week's edition of the believe in Duke podcast, our third edition of the uh of the first of the second season of our of our podcast um appreciate everybody listening please give us a like on all the uh uh uh, the platforms follow us there subscribe to us you'll get our new um uh our new additions every friday so anyway sheldon happy birthday to you again enjoy Uh, the weekend thank you thank you appreciate it (laughs) (laughs) and a reminder uh the believe in duke podcast is sponsored by bet online uh, uh, go to bet online and use the promo code believe to get your 100% bonus in your first um, uh, deposit. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening this week and we'll talk to you next week. All right.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.